0: Welcome back to the Devs dot com podcast. My name's Stephen, spelled the P H N H. Wait, spelled the A. P-H-N-A. So you think it's Stephen? It's not Stephen. <laughs> Joining me from Sudbury, Ontario, live, pre recorded. Stephen Crane, but we're gonna I'm call from... him Steve. I'm not Sudbury. Oh, I was looking at the word Sudbury. Why? I meant no one sound. Because it sound was a, a game we covered recently. <laughs> oh, is it? No, well, it I completely bro- butchered that intro. So yeah, uh, I know,
1: you're trying for something new and you failed. The lesson well, the is good- never try.
0: No, I did the good morning Vietnam, but good morning Canada last week. I felt good mm-hmm. about that. I was like, let's do a little NPR style intro. didn't work, but that's okay.
1: That's go.
0: We'll we try different things here on this program, which is dedicated to covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. We're supported by our amazing patrons over on patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. You can go there to back us get uh discord exclusive channels two-day early access to the podcast game giveaways every month discounts for canadian gaming events like e g l x it's in the game and shout outs at the end of every episode uh like our new credited patreon who i think has been with us for a bit but i forgot to shout him out uh z a v i e r which i'm gonna pronounce xavier Aguila. I ask,
1: yeah i would pronounce it like that too
0: Xavier, if it's wrong, let me know. Uh, our latest credited patron, thank you so much for your support. Unless I shouted you out already, in which case, thanks again. Um, of course, at the top of the show, I'm plugging the Wet'suwet'en Land Defense Fund. Uh, top of the show notes, a link to contribute to the Wet'suwet'en Land Defenders who are having UN uh, Indigenous laws violated, Canadian uh, laws violated, and their own laws violated on their homeland by the Royal Canadian Mounted Poo, Poo Heads and <laughs> JT and his band of uh, oil and gas executives who truly run the country instead of those who allegedly elect him. Uh, Steve, this week, of course, we're going to be covering the Canadian Game Awards as well as some new releases, uh, a couple demos I'm excited about, and more. Um, but first I want to shout out one event left uh, coming at us from Dan's Making Games, the December speaker social. It's happening December 18th, 5pm. Go hang out. They say it's going to be the chillest of socials. Oh. A winter holiday social, sure, to get silly. I should, uh,
1: I should go back to supporting them. I, ba- I bailed yeah. because I wasn't working. And, you know. They're
0: doing some cool stuff. Doing oh, some cool for stuff. sure. For sure. Um, a couple games launched this past week that were created in Canada. The first of which has been in development for a long time, Steve. I believe you were still reporting as Toronto game devs when Alien Trap Games in Toronto announced Witchwood, which is now out on Steam and uh, I think PS4. Not sure about PS5. Where'd you uh, get it?
1: I think I have a PS5 version.
0: I bought it. Oh, okay. It might be on both then.
1: I think so. I bought it. I haven't played it yet.
0: but I Haven't played it yet. So stay tuned for maybe next week. Some well, it's, impressions.
1: It's your fault that I didn't play it.
0: It is. Oh, it's also an Xbox One, and Mac, and Linux. Wow. Whoa. Go Alien Trap. Uh, the official release date online is June 16th, which is wrong. So Google, sort your shit out. It's a crafting adventure game set in a land of gothic fables and fairy tales. And it looks fucking gorgeous. And uh, nice. I'm excited to check it out. The launch discount is staying until December 16th. So if you're listening to this, the day it goes live for everyone, you got 48 hours. Get that discount.
1: November 1st, 2017 is when I made a post that they announced it. I Were you trying to game Dev still? <sighs> I think I did. I think I moved to Canada game was like mid-2018. So yeah, I think so. Damn.
0: Long time coming.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, five games years. are hard. No, four years, four years, four years. <laughs> games are hard.
0: Man, I wish we had four years to work on Sentience, but that's another story. Uh, also, Out this past week, Space Warlord Organ Trading Simulator, great name, uh, features pixel art from the Ontario-based amazing pixel artist Julia Minamata, who's hard at work on the Crimson Diamond, another uh, game we've plugged on this program. It's out on Steam and Xbox Game Pass, so you can check that out. And Steve, a video game, oh, oh, I should tell you what Space Warlord Organ Trading Simulator is. Um, it's presented in a, in a gorgeous, crunchy pixel art style uh, that if you've seen Julia's work on other projects will be recognizable, I think. Uh, the main developer is Strange Scaffold, who's, I believe, uh, Hal um, The developer who's worked on Hypnospace Outlaw and most recently an airport for aliens currently run by dogs, which came out earlier this year. And it's a trading sim in which you can buy and sell organs in space Including an in-game stock market, it looks like kind of like a silly arcade stock market. Like, did you ever play uh, that one? Um, me, oh, what's the one where you Street Pass game where you were controlling the stock market? Oh,
1: there's a street. Oh, really? I don't remember that.
0: I uh, I beat that stock market. I, I got all the money in the game. And, hey, look uh, at you! And look, was, at you like, look at you now. Look at you now. Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that all translated into w- real world stock excess success, of course. Um, <laughs> But I wonder if it translates to space warlord organ trading. I'll have to see as it's on Game Pass. I downloaded yeah. it, but no, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot if it's on Game Pass. Is it on PC Are you Game Pass, Steve? It's yeah, on it's on PC Game Pass. I don't know about Xbox uh, console Game Pass, but you have a PC. I'm on it right now. I will actually no. I don't want
1: to. I don't want to boot up Xbox because um, we've okay. had some difficulties with the lately. So I will download it. You can play the download. I'll theme.
0: play a download jingle. Yeah, do it. Um. I'm really stoked to check this one out. It looks goofy and silly, and I've seen a couple screenshots that are very, very funny. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more on that. The Matrix Awakens: Colon, an Unreal Engine Five experience, is co-developed by the Coalition in Vancouver. Oh, and- really? <laughs> Announced at the Video Game Awards, the Keeleys this past Thursday. <laughs> uh, it's out now on PS5 and Series SX. Not sure about PS4. Off to check, but I'm pretty sure it's just PS5. I see a lot uh, of people
1: hyping this up on Twitter and stuff. Like everyone's like praising this thing. And
0: so here's the thing, Steve. I believe this is the first Unreal Engine 5 anything released uh, mm. on consoles. Uh, with the next only Unreal Engine 5 thing, I think it's that. Uh, uh, what's that Russian nuclear fallout? A survival game oh um, um Stalker yeah Stalker. that's gonna be an Unreal Engine 5 game I think In,
1: uh I think Forspoken the Square Enix game is yes. also on Unreal 5
0: yeah yeah dude I've seen some amazing Unreal Engine 5 tech demos like I really think Unreal Engine 5 is gonna be what uh the next great Cause we're getting diminishing returns on graphical improvements when we go from Mm -hmm. PS4 to PS5. Like we really hit the limit, but dude, some of the lighting you can do in unreal engine five, some of the skin and clothing. And Oh my God, dude, I think
1: it's, I think it's about, it's going to be about like the lighting and, and kind of atmosphere that these things like fog and and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, that Mm -hmm. these engines could do with the, with the frame rate. Like, yeah, you're right. It's not really about the graphic fidelity anymore. Like, you it's know, about
0: the, the ephemera, you know? Yeah. It's about everything else in the game that just makes like, you Nathan Drake
1: <laughs> looks great on PS3, on PS4 and on and and, I'm, and on this PS5 version. Like mm-hmm. even the last like even the, like like Last of Us on PS3 still looks great.
0: It still looks great. I love it.
1: Um, but now it's yeah, now it's about the other stuff. So I I've, I've heard some really good things about this Matrix thing. So I I have it
0: downloaded, but I want to play it with my parents. Or at least my dad, for sure, who's coming down this upcoming weekend, uh, because we're going to go see The Matrix 4, which The Matrix Awakens, actually uh, written and directed by Lena Wachowski, Lisa, Lena Wachowski, the Matrix director. So it is actually like canon, like setting up the next movie. It's not like a tie in. Oh, so I'm I want to check that out and then go see the movie with my parents. So that's my plan for this. It's downloaded, though. So I will be checking it out and giving impressions soon. Cool. Uh for other things coming out this week there's a new port of Vancouver based oh it's a studio who did dauntless Steve uh Phoenix Labs Phoenix Labs dauntless is coming it's out on PS5 it's out. did you download yeah. it Uh no so <laughs> so they
1: they have a separate trophy list mm. so I so I didn't want to like mess that up and then what they did is they actually like added trophies similar to Warframe like there's just like DLC packs of trophies mm-hmm. so I re-downloaded but on PS4 to kind of get the ones that I would have already like that I naturally got, so it, it mm. gave me it gave me a bunch. Um And now that I have it, I was like, you know what? Maybe I will. So I played I played a quick hunt, but I'm not going to play it on PS5 because I don't want I don't have a high enough trophy list to double double
0: dip. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, you know I would how it still is. play. No, I don't. I have it on Epic, which is where we played that one stream where we played with that kid who reminded us how old we were and <laughs> played with little kids the whole time. <laughs> Our impending uh, deaths. Oh, uh man. I'm so close. I, a new demo for uh, Toronto-based de- oh, what's the developer's name? Hold on, I messed that up. But the game is Get a Cake. They're actually in our Discord, and they're they're rather nice. So shout it to Get a Cake. It's it's Feline Lemon, great name, and Drico Argon, who are the two developers in Toronto. They have a new demo out. It's on Steam. <laughs> it looks gorgeous. I sent you the demo, and all you sent back was like, "Wow, that pixel art is gorgeous." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we should check that out. Oh, and
1: uh, the Drinkbox game has a demo, too,
0: right? It does. Yeah, that's out for the VGAs. I don't know when it ends, but I did Cute. play it, and I'll talk about oh, it at the end of the show. It ends? Oh, I
1: didn't know yeah, it ends.
0: all the VGA demos go away, I'm pretty sure. It's like the ah. summer demos they do.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. But, okay, um, I have to go. Should I, should I download, should download it, or should I just wait? Should I download it, or just wait?
0: Ah uh, like, man. Like it's a day I'll, one okay, game, well, right? We'll right, revisit we'll wait, this. We'll all right, all right. We'll revisit this. All right, thank you. So that's it for the releases this past week. Let's hop into this news, Steve. Uh, two things of the top who aren't video game awards related. Uh, we got a new trailer and release date for Sons of the Forest, developed by Endlight in Vancouver. I think so, yeah. Uh, Steve, we've said previously before just how End Night, sorry, in Vancouver. Uh, it's a sequel to 2014's The Forest. Sons of the Forest first revealed at the Video Game Awards last year or two years ago. Uh, this trailer already has two and a half million views after a week. And we were just looking at the Steam page for The Forest, which has like what?
1: 273,000 reviews. Overwhelmingly positive. Incredible. Like, what uh, else? Like what, what other game? Would I don't have know. No Sky.
0: <laughs> like, Something like nope. that. It's It's big. It's big. And it's seemingly started from a small team. Steve, I nope. can't find out. Anything about this team? There, No Man's PR Sky
1: has No Man's Sky has half the reviews
0: of the Forest. Incredible. What Just about like? It. What about like? Um, Look up Undertale or something, or Stardew Valley or something. Those will probably oh, have Stardew Valley. Reviews. Stardew
1: it's like a million. Undertale has a half, half, half the amount.
0: So Stardew Valley. The Forest. Yeah. Incredible. One hundred forty-seven thousand. This is like sometimes you and I stumble onto a game made in Canada. That somehow is just the biggest game developed in this country. And we just had no idea.
1: Um, so Stardew Valley has 352,000. And let me just. And so the forest has 273,000. So the Stardew it's It's like. <laughs> pardon me. It's, it's like between Undertale and Stardew Valley. Yeah. That is crazy. That is nuts. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's ever played it. I played it for 30 seconds because I started playing it. And my wife was like, oh, it's. This is that survival foresty <laughs> game. This is the long play. dark, right? Yeah, and I was playing The Lawn Dark. And I'm like, oh, that's a different one. Maybe I should just hold off on it. And I, I have it because it's co op as well. And you and I were supposed to play it. Did you, did we were, you even pick it up? Not and yet. You, you're a fake fan. So, I, got I mean, time. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: I got till uh, the release date, which is at the end of the trailer, which is May 20th, 2022. So, a couple months.
1: All right, right, 5, um, tw- 520. I'm, we're counting down. We'll play every week I'm gonna check in. Just be like, Oh, have you played the Force yet? I mean I've They should it
0: they should either delay it eleven months or move it up a month and hit four twenty. But mm. that's just my advice. I've never shipped a game that has two hundred fifty thousand overwhelmingly do that, do positive that, uh, Steam reviews. Do that God of War move. Oh man, God of War Labo. Uh this year was M L B the Show. Me and uh, my friend Adrian stayed up like all day playing it and um consuming uh legal drugs uh another bit of news from the past week montreal based norsefell is releasing the serpent saga for their (laughs) game tribes of midgar this week steve you want to tell me about about this i feel like you're more on the tribes of midgar beat than me i actually haven't played
1: played it since like the first couple weeks or so but they they kind of announced this before there was going to be like two seasons so they had a mid-season update i don't know a few months ago Mm-hmm. um oh so this is the
0: start of season two this is season two so
1: it has swimming which was like one of the biggest complaints before because you would touch like a pixel of water and drown <laughs> which was super Classic. annoying so they added swimming and uh a new world and stuff like that so i actually re-downloaded it in anticipation so i'll give it a shot and then uh report back
0: the top reply to this tweet is can't wait i don't want to die again getting pushed into the water this oh is a man treasure. it was so annoying! Like.
1: You would, you would literally enter, like, half your kind of pixel body weight into water and just drown right away. I'm <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my
0: yeah. God. So. They're Vikings, Steve. They got boats, so they don't have to swim. Well, now they do, so yeah. All right, Steve. Let's get into this. Uh, Canadian himself, Joff, Keeley, Jeff is how you're supposed to pronounce it, hosted the, what, 8th, 9th, 10th annual video game awards, formerly mm. known as the Spike TV Yeah game awards did you watch you you were a little bit busy i watched the whole thing how much did you catch
1: i watched like the middle third so i was putting my daughter to sleep and mm-hmm. kind of wa- kind of browsing i watching briefly on my phone you should have her
0: this award uh, show then I got, I got
1: her, <laughs> then I got her to sleep uh and watched it and then it was just game. it was going on too late and i was like oh okay like if Res if, like if Res the only thing I really want right now is factions and Resident Evil Four VR or, uh, remake. Mm-hmm. So if None of that. I'm not gonna it's not worth it. So I went to bed. And uh then I just write up on the news the next day.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's increasingly the way they do it. I mean, I like the the spectacle of it. I appreciate the meme memery of it. It's so mm-hmm. cringe. Like this year Ben Schwartz star of the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog two, uh he came out for like two minutes to like set up an award or an announcement or something. And I was like, Whoa, this is like, this is what a host is like. He was like funny and the audience was laughing and like he was, he was hitting his, his marks. And I was like, Oh wow. It was just a stark contrast to, I think dragon slumber said this in the discord. Joff is a very uh, stiff uh, presenter. um, At least in my opinion. And when Ben Schwartz came out and was just like, you know, hitting a flow that I hadn't experienced yet that night, Um, I was like, wow, okay, this is what it could be. Um, Yeah, you should
1: have, like, a co-host or something.
0: He really should. To Uh, help him out. (laughs) Poor Simu, former, or I guess still star of 2021's Shang-Chi, had to do this, like, weird phone streaming bit that, kept going on too long and like, wasn't funny. And like, I was watching it in a discord with a bunch of people and we were all like, Oh, this is still going. It's still going. Oh no. Get him out of here. <laughs> he sa-
1: he uh, saved us from monsters though. So I mean, he did, he
0: did, he did him in the rings. Um But yeah, I don't know. Overall the night was just pretty, I would describe it as forgettable. Um I was really hoping for at least some mention cause Thursday, uh, December what 9th or 8th, the 9th, uh, the night of the awards was also the day Activision Blizzard developers across many studios announced they were going on strike and setting up a strike fund, beginning the steps of unionization, which is probably going to go oh. down in history as one of the biggest events in the games industry ever. Um. um
1: why? why but as you mentioned that, friend of the show, Devin Weirza, mm-hmm. if you go to his Twitter, Love Devin underscore Wiersma, W-I-E-R-S-M-A, has offered, if you buy his game, or no, sorry, 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 if you... Donate donate to the strike fund to the strike fund and send him a screenshot. He will give you a code to his game. The graffiti one. I forget the name of it.
0: (laughs) Bombing a graffiti sandbox simulator. Thank you. Good for Devin. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm seeing lots of people donating to this. Uh, let me find the strike fund. Last I checked, it was at 130000 of their million-dollar target. For those of you who don't know, a strike fund, uh, oh, they're at 300000 of their million-dollar target as of Sunday, December 12th at 5 p.m. Uh, the, the purpose of a strike fund is, and Blizzard immediately, as soon as people went on strike, were like, yeah, that's it. You're not getting paid. Benefits are going to start to get cut off. Um, they're going to do everything they can legally and probably illegally to put the pressure on devs to go back to the work and put up with a bunch more bullshit. Uh, the purpose of the strike fund is of course, to pay these developers and help them stay alive and buying groceries and paying for their rent while protesting to get better working conditions. So a lot of people I was seeing like, Oh, why don't they need a strike fund? They're working in games. They, they make money. And it's like, that's, that's why your money gets cut off as soon as you start to fight for better working conditions. So.
1: in the um, States too, the whole insurance thing is,
0: Plays yeah, yeah, especially heavily. in the states. Yeah, Once plays you very heavily
1: into like working or whatever.
0: And, and that's like, the thing. Like, uh, that's one reason why people wouldn't join the strike is that fear of like, well, shit. Like, maybe my wife's pregnant, or maybe I need some uh, expensive drug treatments for things. Like, I or I'm you have like a schedule of that. something.
1: Like, you know, something's coming up. Like in two months, I gotta. You know, I'm having minor knee surgery or something.
0: Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> the point of the strike fund is to alleviate that pressure. And all that to say, I was really hoping there would be at least some mention of it. Cause if people remember Tim Schaefer at the, uh, GDC indie game awards, I believe this year, a couple years ago, uh, famously showed out, although his studio is ununionized, uh, the importance of unionized labor in terms of improving working conditions. Um, and it was funny. He was like, uh, uh he was teasing, uh, everything's going well tonight, uh, except for the lighting, but those guys are union and then all the lights shut off and he was like, Oh, never mind." <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, I was hoping for anything, just acknowledgement. Um, but of course we won't get that from Jeff because you know, he's a millionaire who hangs out with millionaire game developers and you know, it's that, you know, criticize Activision. Cause what if you want them to announce a new Call of Duty game at your show next year? Um, didn't he, he said something though, didn't he? I missed, uh, he I was saw on Reddit for- Oh, uh, doing an AMA, and he, no, was, no, no.
1: he said, I thought he said something during the show because I saw people so say at the that, top of the show,
0: sh- he did the most limp dick, measly mouthed. I think it's important to stand up to toxicity in games. So mm. go to this URL and let's end hate in games, which had nothing to do with the news of the day and probably what will go down in history as one of the most important days in the games industry. Um, but yeah, it was. There was no mention of it whatsoever. And at the same time, he's doing that. He's like, wow, let's, you know, improve games and make it less toxic. You're throwing it to Neil Druckmann to announce Game of the Year after all the shit he's done with the devs at Dog. You're throwing it to David Cage to uh, his studio Quantic Dream to announce a game after he's currently
1: being that was the most Lawsuits uh,
0: in France. That was the most viewed uh, trailer. Dude, that bait-and-switch, I was like, okay, Star Wars. Okay, story. Okay, and at the end, which is... Definitely on purpose. At the end, the Quantic Dream logo comes up, and I'm like, ah, that kills all that interest. Mm. Um, we've covered that on the f- the show before, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I was really hoping an for anything. They did open a Montreal studio earlier this year and of last year. Yeah,
1: <sighs> I guess Man. the only thing is like <laughs> it's it's Activision that's under fire, not like Jeff Keighley. So it's like you you, you can chirp him for sure, but
0: it's not I really. Will. I didn't expect anything like I had zero expectations from him because, you know, of course he's not going to show it out. Why would why would he be critical of the industry that's done so much for him?
1: Right. Um, Why? But like not even just of Activision, like he hasn't really been critical. He hasn't really done much of anything except for his buddy kojima like that's really the only time that's the thing
0: of- and you think about that steve the only time he got really passionate on stage critiquing a game company was after konami got out of games because i guarantee you if konami was still making metal gear games if they were still active in the console space he would nourish that relationship he only stood up well, for they're getting back yeah but like they were they had announced publicly we want to get into health apps we want to get into pachinko machines and we're going to stop making games and they reshuffled internally after that announcement joff got Passion on stage, critiquing them, fuck Konami, mm. etc. If they were still a potential partner or any source of revenue for the Video Game Awards, that wouldn't happen. Um, I've never seen Joff, sorry Jeff, use his platform in any meaningful way to improve the game space, really. Um, and I think that should be the giant asterisk on top of the Game Awards at all times. But uh, that said, I, I guess I, just, I guess I just don't
1: know. Like <laughs> it's. Like he's not I guess I don't know how much I can really chirp him for not acting when it's like I just I guess I don't expect him to in general. Like it's not no, really no no it's not it's not up to him to fix Activision. It's,
0: it's not. Up. So Um He does it, have a massive platform and routinely claims to care about the people who makes games while not putting into practice, I think, what he preaches. Yeah. If that's fair. Mm, yeah,
1: no, I mean I, I just don't, like, it seems like people loop him into the same boat as Activision, as Ubisoft, uh, executives who are, like, directly responsible when it's, like, he's kind of, you know, he's, he's like, getting fed by them. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No, he's not going to bite the hand that feeds him. Yeah. Um, and
1: I don't think, and it'd be, you know, be, be kind of how many people would sort of thing. And, like. I don't know. I guess I'm just not as like... I mean, you're a very critical...
0: <laughs> I am. <laughs> jaded,
1: jaded person in general, but I'm not... I would say I jaded.
0: Known. I just... Uh, yeah. He could do... some. He could use his platform. He could
1: do more, for sure. I think, though he could improve the game awards more before he, like, kind of uses it. To oh, do yeah, no, he, half
0: the uh, half the awards... If it truly is a night about game developers and celebrating game developers, announcing half the awards off-screen or, like, in within 10 seconds, just getting six out, not getting any of those developers on stage <laughs> to, to say anything or, like, be a face associated with a game, which I think is important. Uh, yeah, no, the, definitely you could make the game awards less shit before you made your...
1: Because <laughs> to play Devil's Advocate... Mm-hmm. I mean he he started rewarding uh, to my knowledge, he started kind of rewarding innovation with accessibility like rewarding games that have kind of go- gone above and beyond to make games like accessible and bring awareness to that stuff because like I feel like five years ago no one fucking cared about
0: games being accessible and i feel like yeah i don't know how like, much of that is like a, a chicken and egg thing though because like as xbox was really spinning up this important they did that super bowl ad two years ago they did the xbox well, I mean, accessibility controller it might like kind that,
1: of it might kind of go hand in hand where like xbox was like hey can you promote this controller for us
0: <laughs> mm, <laughs> that's my, true they might have got a plug there so
1: he might so i don't know <laughs>
0: anyways the yeah, is i watched the game awards as cynically as possible expecting nothing and still being disappointed i think um, you do but, that with everything don't you no, if they ever if they ever do a Sly Cooper Five trailer, I'll have no 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 <laughs> critiques there. What if
1: Jeff Keeley personally is responsible for making Sly Five a reality? Oh, wow, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like he's in the show, he's or the game, he's he's like teaming up with Sly Cooper, like how he was in uh, Death Stranding.
0: Oh, you? Like, no, that would kill ooh. all my. In- that would kill all my excitement for Sly-fi. If you're like, Sly Five. Sly, I get back to the present. The new, the new voice for Sly Cooper is Joff Keeley. Um, no, uh, Steve, I all got right. a thread of Canadian yes. Yes. announcements from the night. We're not going to go over everything, or we'd be here for a while—three and a half hours, or however long that show was. It was way too long. Uh, <coughs> just the Canadian highlights. They opened the show, Steve with here's another thing every time they said world premiere uh world premiere now just <laughs> yeah I know. footage we haven't seen uh, i know i was huge like, asterisk
1: because one of the first things i got to see was the horizon but mm-hmm. it wasn't it was so it was like it was showing and i haven't really seen much of horizon because i just don't want to buy it so it's like world premiere and it's showing A- alloy and i was like oh is this like a VR game or is this a new game <laughs> to tie into the, and then it was just the sequel. And I was like, how is that a world premiere? I've seen that. Yep, and then in the yep. discord, I think, um, dragon slumber was like, well, it's a real world premiere of the trailer. I'm like, I fucking hate this. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: so the first world premiere of the evening was Halifax based indie developer, Dicey, Andrew Shuldis, uh, with an assist from Finji publishing who employs a couple Canadians. Showed out to Felix and Troy <laughs> The game finally has a release date, Steve, March 16th, 2022, Did launching you? for Xbox One, Series SX, and PC. Uh, the trailer was weird. There, I, I included a couple screenshots uh, in this thread that are really doing stuff I hadn't seen before. It looks like some sort of like meta Fez almost style puzzle mm. or, or story. You know how Fez had those like really weird, colorful sort of black space with like, weird shapes and neon lights in the front kind of i didn't really play fast though appears to be doing a bit of that in here and even from the demo i played this past summer there's definitely some sort of big puzzle going on i think like kind of how fez had a big puzzle going on on top Mm -hmm. of just the story Mm -hmm. uh so we we got a trailer uh it looks hot i love the look of this game really enjoyed the demo this past year there's nothing much more to say about tunic except it'll probably come out in march um (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's on Game Pass. Let me let me let me check that. Tunic coming to Game Pass. What did you did you get a chance to see this trailer? I actually haven't watched it
1: yet. No, I I just know of it and it's kind of again, it's sort of like, well, this is a good day, especially if it's Game Pass. This is a day one for me. So I'm just gonna kinda
0: you know, I'm gonna not watch it to be perfect. That's fair. Um I don't know about Game Pass, I'm not seeing it. It's weird when a
1: indie comes out. It's
0: not. Asked, they might just yet. announce
1: it like... Well, actually, the thing to look into is if you can pre-order it now on Xbox.
0: That's true. Um, there is an Xbox demo. Uh, oh, yeah, it's not available anymore. Never mind. <laughs> Tune Excuse it, me. Demo. Come on, Tuna. Get it together. Get remember fun. when it was called Secret Legend? Real ones, remember? I don't remember that. I'm not a real one, I guess. When it first got announced, it was Secret Legend. Mm. Um, anyway...
1: I'm not seeing next. the storefront, and that's a good that's a good indication that it might be, because they don't want people buying it, and then they would have to refund all that shit, right?
0: So. That's true. Um, the next bit of news was for Montreal-based Norseville's Tribes of Midgard, which is out now on PS4, PS5, and PC. Now, 30% off uh, until... Is there a date on this? It doesn't say. It's the Game Awards sale, so whenever that sale ends, it probably ends for this, too. Nice. Um, so this coincides with uh, Season 2 launching soon, so if you want to get hyped on that and not not die when you touch water uh check that out next up we got a a very pretty teaser trailer which blackbird interactive was nice enough to retweet from us uh the vancouver based studio next project homeworld 3 steve i don't know anything about homeworld apparently it's a huge i think rts popular pc game um that's sort of like it's it's changed developers hands uh, but now is at Vancouver based Blackbird Interactive Uh, Blackbird Interactive released our fourth placed 2020 Canadian game of the year Shipbreaker Um, so very hype for Homeworld 3 but it's going to be a very different game Uh, Shipbreaker was like a new IP from them whereas Homeworld's the third in like a long running series I think dating back to like the early 2000s when did Homeworld 1 come out do you know oh, anything yeah. about Homeworld, Steve?
1: No, I don't. This is a PC nerd. nerd
0: Homeworld PCs launched Steve. in
1: 1999. Damn. Wow. Old ones. It was developed hey, um, by Relic. We were just a heads up. We were looking for a third game on wish List, list and, we, and I haven't this one yet. If you, if you want to add it,
0: I'll add Since, it. Right. Uh, we'll get to that, though. Next, Steve, uh, tr- Torn Banners Chivalry Game had a free weekend, which is now over. Um, but that was some news from the Game Awards PS4, hey. PS5, Xbox One. Hey.
1: And it's it's getting it's getting a new update in 2022, and I think it's getting a Christmas theme stuff too. So,
0: ooh, update! update had a name. I forget what it was called. I'm gonna cut your head off and bomb the castle. The next Canadian trailer from the night was for Star Wars Eclipse, which oh, your favorite uh they man they they the bait and switch to you i was like whoa this looks sick and then the quantic dream logo came up and i was like fuck god did damn it they got it. They did they show gameplay or like what is, absolutely is not it? although oh. quantic dream makes just like cutscenes with qte's spread through yeah. so honestly that might have been gameplay quote unquote <laughs> uh but I was reminisced to add it to my thread and I mentioned there because they're currently embroiled in several lawsuits in France over sexual assault, uh, discrimination, uh, wrongful termination and just a whole host of shit. Uh, at I, think, their... I think it's fine to do what we do with Ubisoft, which is like this happens
1: or this yeah. is happening and but also this is also happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah. So they opened we'll a sure.
0: Montreal studio earlier this year, late last year, I think, um, who's most definitely working on this project. Um. And yeah, it's a prequel to episode one, The Phantom Menace, uh, which is, is a different setting. I haven't seen or played in a game or Star Wars story. Um, yeah, pretty trailer. Uh, gross studio. What more can you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, another one liked and in, in, in retweeted by the devs. Uh, we got a reveal trailer for the debut project from Edmonton-based Inflection Games. It's called Nightingale. Uh, they're taking signups for their playtests, uh, which I've signed you and I up for. Oh, nice. uh, releasing in PC Early Access 2022. It's being led by X Mass Effect and Dragon Age developers. Um, the trailer was mostly CGI, not a whole lot of gameplay, but it looks kind of like a steampunk uh, multiplayer third-person action RPG. That's nice. a lot of words to describe <laughs> that game. Um did you get a chance to see this trailer, Steve? It was it was a whole host of biomes and different enemies and then it, they cut to like London, but there's like Tesla coils everywhere and it whoa, like it's doing a lot. I'm I'm watching um, it right now and, and yeah, it looks it looks neat. Um mm-hmm. definitely keep an eye on it, but you know, until we'll hopefully be able to get into that playtest and uh uh check it out, because, yeah, I don't know. Steampunk's uh you know, it's it's been done, but uh, there's like this cool like portal thing. All your your co-op buddies come through, and like weapons here seem to range from like repeaters to six shooters to sledgehammers, and um, yeah, everyone looks like they're stepping out of the order 1886, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, that was. But yeah, that was a good so game. We'll oh, it, was a good, it was a good setting. It was a good game. It was underrated. Uh, next, Steve. Finally, a release date for Canadian Ooh. studio Studio MDHRS upcoming dlc for cuphead which is called cuphead colon the delicious last course do you get it dlc delicious last course i do i do get it i know i know you put that in because you didn't get it i did for the longest time (laughs) time. things go over my head and i feel kind of dumb but yeah the dlc delicious last course finally has a release date after getting delayed indefinitely several years ago uh to june 30th 2022 maybe asterisk you know fool me once shame on me yeah exactly uh this had my favorite live performance of the night, Steve. They had a full-on swing band with like flapper girls uh, singing the Cuphead theme song, which then transitioned into the trailer for the game that, yeah, that was dropped sweet. in front of them.
1: I was they surprised like, by that cuz I thought they were just playing the music. I, <laughs> did, I kind of forgot that this DLC was happening or it was announced
0: or whatever and then and then they went right into it. And it looks more like Cuphead and that's a good mm-hmm. thing, so. Cuphead with a uh, new character, Miss Chalice. Uh, and there's also a new, like, the, the song also, you know how the original one was like, Cuphead and his pal Mugman. Yeah. They like to roll the dice. So they've sort of done, like, a more upbeat one that now works Miss Chalice into the song as a character. And do you remember that when they did the P- PlayStation port, they had, like, sort of um, stop motion Cuphead, like, claymation and, and stuff in the trailer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they brought that back for this trailer, and it's really good. Like it, it's trying to do that 30s and 40s uh, sort of stop mm-hmm. motion, um, and it the less, like the, the less in it. Yeah, but well, no.
1: <laughs> Everyone oh, should that's... read
0: uh, Yusuf Cole's uh, good piece on Cuphead's uh, borrowing of certain. Oh, really? Without commenting uh-huh. on it, well, there's there's some some interesting critiques to be made of Cuphead. Um, uh-huh. I didn't, I didn't know. I thought they. But were. yeah, I'm I'm super stoked for some more Cuphead, Steve. What what more is there to say? For sure. How many steam reviews does Cuphead have though? Cuz oh, that's, that's a, good a question. big one. That's a good I'd question. wager 200,000 cuz it sold Two, 5 million copies. 200,000? Let's see Cuphead on Steam. Yeah. 72,000. Wow, okay, way off. So, yeah, think about how much you've heard about Cuphead, Steve. 70,000 reviews. Think about how much you've heard of The Forest. The forest. <laughs> 230,000 reviews. Wow. Um but yeah, all that to say very excited That's about this one. What's I, like the biggest game oh, what's
1: that fucking first person shooter that everyone plays? Counter It's probably Counter,
0: Counter- Strike or Um Portal Two or uh Yeah, Counter Strike has six
1: million six million reviews, so
0: or uh, Team Fortress two probably has more, maybe. Those are free to play though, aren't they? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't really count those. Actually they didn't start free to play though, I don't think. Hmm. Um but yeah, the trailer for trailer for Cuphead, the Delicious Last Course is great. Um can't pre-order it yet i wonder if it'll come to game pass i i think a lot of the xbox partnerships have ended since they brought it everywhere so i this might be a, a purchase one which will be weird i don't i don't think it's on game pass right now No, it's not um but i'm just saying like i i don't think any of that xbox connection like they i assume funded a bunch of the development so they probably have a stake in cuphead as a property but uh intellectual property but yeah. It's got a steam page and I think that's it right now. So yeah. yeah. Stay tuned. June. Maybe. Fool me once. Uh, the first Canadian win Ooh. of the game award, Steve was kind of a surprise. Best narrative. I was also one. surprised. Yeah. I think oh, the second. developers were too, based on how they stood up, but, <laughs> uh, Montreal based Eidos Montreal for guardians of the galaxy, a surprise hit. You can hear Steve talk about, uh, two podcasts ago, episode 201, I believe. Uh, one best note. Yeah, it was two Oh one best narrative. Um, yeah. uh, Marie de Marley and Jean-Francois Dugas accepted the award. gave a nice little speech. Um, I appreciated how Marie was one of the, like the only women who got to speak that night on stage and it was for accepting an award. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Marie Marie's it's probably Mary. I don't know why I meant Marie cause it was probably French. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, um, I was surprised too. Not that it, It wasn't a bad story or anything like that. I kind of Mm. forgot actually what was even like what else was nominated. But I was surprised. I was more surprised that it didn't win best uh, like audio or soundtrack or whatever. Really? Because. Was the soundtrack that good? Well, I mean, it's because they ever since like uh, the movies, they kind of just like benefit off of just picking like really good 80s, you know, songs. Kind of like why everyone loves Vice City. But whenever anyone talks about Vice City, they're just like, oh, the soundtrack was banning.
0: So um, did the game have a lot of, like, licensed 80s music? Yeah, it did. Yeah. So it beat Deathloop. It takes to Life is Strange, which I I think would have won, uh, as well as Psychonauts 2 for best narrative. So, yeah. Shout out to Eidos Montreal. I mean, they kind of, you know, not shit the bed, but had a tough launch for Avengers, um, but seemed to have sort of like figuring out their space (laughs) with the Marvel license with Guardians of the Galaxy. Though it's been steeply discounted, having just come out, so that usually means it didn't sell as well as they wanted it to. So I hope they get another crack at it. Yeah, Maybe it's, do like, it's like oh, I think I do it, a uh, Thor game or something. Ooh, that'd be cool. I think like really?
1: it, it was like half off, like
0: over. Black it's fifty Ride bucks at EB right now. I was there today. It's a good game. Which, I liked uh, it. yeah, I, I'm gonna yeah. check it out. Uh, next, we got a new trailer, and uh, I think the release date was already announced, but uh, Borderlands. Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which is being co-developed by Gearbox at Quebec, Shout out to Dell and Sebastian, friends of the show. Oh, as well as my former co-worker, Hillary, who's doing oh. marketing on this. Hi, Hillary, if you're listening. It's launching on everything except for Switch, March 25th, 2022. All right, good uh, Switch. This looks good, Steve. It's so if you don't know the overworld is kind of like a and D table. Mm. And it's funny, like in the trailer, uh, you have to clear like a Cheeto that fell on the table. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of that humor. Uh, and then you go into the first person combat. That's like traditional borderlands combat with, um, all, it's a lot of Dungeons and Dragons jokes, which yeah. I think will be a good, good, uh, source for, for humor. Whereas trying to ape on streamers and, twitch culture for borderlands 3 didn't really work for me
1: no it didn't work for me there was super cringe and, and <laughs> like awful
0: <laughs> really it
1: was just it was just wasn't good the story and, and um and dialogue and stuff from the third one but and that's why i'm like i'm looking at this i'm like oh the gameplay is solid and mm-hmm. the setting is good but tina mm-hmm. that, that tina character is just really fucking annoying so i'm like uh mm-hmm. oh, like is it just going to be annoying again because
0: because she's I remember, the dungeon master, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. Because I remember last time I played Borderlands 3, I was like, I want to platinum this. And mm. then I remembered like what the trouble was, is that there's a lot of waiting around where you have to listen. Because if I can just like listen to a podcast, canadiengamedes.com, and just go quest to quest to quest to quest and just beat it, then mm. it's fine. But you have to like wait for people to finish a lot of the times to like interact with the next part of a quest. And I'm like, well, I don't want to listen to any of the people mm. in this game whatsoever. And so I delete it. So I'm hopefully, I don't know. I'll wait. I'll, I'm going to sleep on this one, I think, a little bit. But the gameplay is like solid is the thing for me. But okay. the dialogue is just always super cringy and terrible.
0: So I don't know. We'll see. Hashtag be chaotic great. That's a good hashtag. Yeah, I like that. I'm sure a lot of hashtags are taken, so it's tough to be creative. Um, yeah, that's true.
1: A lot of things are taken.
0: The second Canadian and... Last win of the night went to Vancouver-based Relic Games for Age of Empires 4, which won Best Sim Strategy. This was one of, like, the rapid-fire ones where they announced, like, five winners in 30 seconds. Um, Mm. But I caught it. And, uh, yeah, good for them. Steve, Chicory, inscription, slept on. Criminal. Didn't Mm. get a win. Um, Mm. Sad. Uh, It was funny. uh, Daniel Mullins tweeted out, uh, ah, well, we'll get him next time. And then Devolver replied to him, uh, inscription 2 is a shoe-in. So (laughs) that's funny. Um, and the, the one thing I missed uh, in my initial thread I added as an addendum. Which oh, I we look so stupid here. Do we? Oh, no, we look fine. Uh, of course, <laughs> The Matrix Awakens colon an Unreal Engine 5 experience uh, co-developed by Vancouver's Coalition, makers of Gears of War 4 and 5. Uh, it's free on PS5 and Series SX, just PS5 and Series SX, which I guess is the focus of Unreal Engine 5. Oh, that More makes dello. sense. They probably did it just for PS5, huh? That has to be the reason. Which is funny because Coalition is a is a Microsoft one. Xbox, thing. yeah, that is <laughs> funny. Uh, co-written by Lena Wachowski, the director of all three Matrix movies, a bunch of Animatrix, and uh, Matrix Four coming out December twenty third. Is there is there two? What Wach- sisters? the Wachowski sisters? Yeah, but only Le- is it Lena or Lisa. Hold on, it looks like Lena L A N A. L-A- okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, just one of the sisters has returned for. Uh, matrix four and this mm-hmm. demo okay um so yeah I, I have that downloaded but again i want i want to play with my parents are here um so i remember
1: seeing this just funny side. i remember because like you know how there's like a subreddit called took the red pill or something
0: mm, yeah which is red pill yeah yeah which is people who like kind of moved over to a conservative uh it's the it's the men's rights activist community uh it's yeah. famous for the red and- pill and the i don't know if it was
1: lena or the other sister just fucking went off on on oh lena wachowski's
0: a great follow (laughs) yeah
1: so yeah just random shout out that i remembered but i started downloading this if you want to play the download uh i'll play the download download them
0: that's it for all the canadian news i could find at the game awards keely's 2021 offering uh not a lot of canadian winners um but that's okay. It's always next year. And there's always our CanadianGameDivs.com Game of the Year 2021 polls, which will be going live, asterisk, Ooh. soon, Ooh. TM.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you uh, were
0: going to say date. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really just got to sit down and fill it all in and, and then publish it. So we'll see when I get to that, which should be soon. soon. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully, um, yeah, that helps shine a light on a lot of 2021's best Canadian stuff. Uh, yeah. Steve, do you want to do a couple wish lists? talk about what we've been playing, get out of here? Yeah, let's, let's do this. <laughs> let's yeah. do it. Uh, Wishlist This is a segment inspired by Brett, <laughs> rest in peace, and Steve frequently wishlisting games while they were talking about them when I first joined this program many years ago. Uh, so every week I pick three games and we add them to our wishlist to help out combat that almighty Steam and Epic and Itchio. The algorithms are everywhere, Steve, and they dictate our life and it's terrifying and I... And uh, I'm scared of them. But uh, we're going to help out, firstly, 13 a.m. games in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, Dawn of Monsters, yeah. exclusively revealed a couple weeks ago, talked about in the news. Steam page is live and lacking, but that's okay. They got time, no gifts. <laughs> no pictures. Trailer's good. Uh, coming out next year, early 2022. I mean, just, just say TBD every time. Um, I don't believe release dates. Uh, quote. The cataclysmic battle between giant monsters has begun in this manga-inspired side-scrolling kaiju beat up What a pitch, Steve. Uh, mm-hmm. We've talked about this game before. What do you think?
1: Uh, I'm a big fan of 13 games now. I'm a little, uh, I feel like I'm buddies with, with them. I remember mm-hmm. talking about Runbo. Like, they were actually one of the first studios that I kind of, like, quote-unquote found or discovered or whatever mm-hmm. when I was doing Toronto Game dance back when we were a Tumblr,
0: and they had <laughs> Runbo
1: coming out. And, uh, and I met them a few times, and I chilled out with Alex in Japan and stuff like that. Um, but I did play the last game, which uh, Double double Strike or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cross
0: Strike, something. Something like that. Um,
1: mm-hmm. But this looks awesome. The art is really cool. cell Shady look. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of beat ups like Streets of Rage and all that stuff. Um, I got the poster. It was in the Nintendo Force magazine.
0: which Yeah, they retweeted us. Thanks, 13 a.m. Yeah.
1: So because I got the two Canadian beat-em-ups now. I got Turtles, Shredder Revenge, and mm-hmm. uh, and Dawn of, Dawn Monsters. Dawn of Monsters posters. Man. Um, but this just looks – it looks super, super cool. Like, I think like – I know Alex is a big fan of like Godzilla and Kaiju stuff, so I could just see like – the excitement that I know he has in this cuz I remember he was telling me about this shit like way back in the day and I remember thinking I'm like why don't you just make a Godzilla game or some shit and then he ended up looks like he ended up doing it looks like so, he did it way forwards back in it too which is pretty impressive and um, yeah they're
0: they're big the Shantae series most famously the Mummy DeMastered tie in a couple of years ago that yeah they're they're always kind of hit. like
1: they're always like linked with like free um like bringing old series back, they made Contra Four back in the day. They did. Wow. uh They did the boy and his blob. Like Mighty the first Switch game. Force. Yeah, like they've done a lot of kind of games, you know, cel or kind of cartoony beat
0: 'em up side-scrolling two D games. 2D yeah. games. Yeah. So there's the so a big big so this, publisher get for them.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so this I'm I'm excited. I'm really really stoked for this. So.
0: Are you excited for PS5? Add... Right. I don't know. I can check quick. Real, real Don of the, the Monsters yeah. press kit, potentially. I think it's on everything. I think it's come to everything, to be honest. Series X, S, PS4, PS5, yeah. PC, Xbox One, and Switch. Wow. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of 13 a.m. nights trying to get that out. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, would you say you love Don of the Monsters enough to add it to your Steam wish list? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> the next game uh, I want to plug for everyone on wish list this is get a cake demo's out now but you can help out even more by adding it to your wish list quote get a cake is a 2D action platformer about dragons and cakes play as six characters with unique skills and playstyles swap between them on the fly battle dangerous foes and explore the vast sugar-coated lands of sugaria, help them reclaim their invaded world and get the cake uh steam page has some gifts Framerate could do some work, but I've tried to make gifs that don't look nearly as good as this, so who am I to judge? Um, <laughs> uh, this is a day, day night cycle, a mouth watering story. I don't know if that's sexual or not. Uh, elemental combat, full of flavor. Uh, swap characters to your delight. Um, you were you were saying how how crisp this pixel art looks like the, oh, the character movement animations are so nice. Yeah, it's it is it looks polished, man. Like TBA
1: too, so who knows? Like it could be. Oh, take tomorrow. your time. Take your time, Although, of course. With the a, Patch- with a demo. Oh, Patch- the demo was says, for the demo. <laughs> yeah, I love it. The demo says point two, so I mean, yeah, their, ver- their version they at least they're point eight away.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so it uh, could be a ways away but it looks gorgy like it's it looks dope and it's giving me it's it is it's giving me like snes you know platformer vibes which i think i don't know if that's intentional but it looks like a game it looks like how i remember snes games looking
0: which steve go to the fourth screenshot on the steam page and tell me that light doesn't fire you up Ooh, on the water there—that's nice. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Nice. I love this. This uh, wise old like pufferfish with a tie and monocle in the water. Even there.
1: the even the third uh,
0: screenshot where he's holding the like little. Oh, the torch. Torchlight. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, That's this cool. is good. Shout out to Flannel Bear Games, uh, Steve. Would Would you add Get a Cake to your Steam wish list? That was yeah. Excellent. And the last game today on wish list. This I already forgot because you told me about it earlier. It was one of the Game home, board games, right? Homeworld home Three. Homeworld 3 is on Steam. Uh, is that all it's coming to? I should check. Uh, it's being published by Gearbox. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Um, Fleet Command Online Combat, etc. Before we get into that, uh, tactical, beautiful, and wholly unique. The game of the year-winning sci-fi RTS returns with Homeworld 3. Assume control and battle through fleet combat in dazzling full 3D space while the award-winning story unfolds on a galactic scale. You're saying award-winning twice in a description for a game that hasn't released yet. I'm going to... You know? But uh, the first... Award winning means like previous games in the series have won. But uh, yeah, I, know, I wouldn't say award winning about anything that hasn't come out yet. Uh, shooting for Q4 2022. So that's October to December next year. Uh, some hot, good frame rate gifts in the Steam page. Uh, According to Wikipedia. Co-op.
1: According to Wikipedia, it's only going to come to PC. Ah, okay. For all you um, dorks out there.
0: Yeah, you, know, you nerds with your keyboards and monitors and neckbeards. Uh, keyboards light up and shit. <laughs> mine lights up. Uh, it's got <laughs> PvP. It's got story visuals and combat. All three things I've enjoyed in previous games I've played. Um, but yeah, I feel like I wouldn't be a huge fan. I guess we're Ooh, not. We're not
1: the ones to hype this up too much. We haven't played true. any of these <laughs> games. And, shit, the first uh, game came out when you were like two years old.
0: So it did. Yeah, <laughs> it came out the same year the Matrix did. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Featuring a female protagonist is one of the tags. So, like, in this Game Awards trailer, there's, like, this, like, black-haired woman sort of suspended in, like, you know, you've seen a sci-fi movie. There's someone suspended in, like, a tank thing, and then they wake up. Uh, So, I guess that's, like, the protagonist of the game. Um, But, yeah, strategy, sim, (laughs) Uh, sci-fi, online PvP, online co-op, 13 supported languages, Steve.
1: According to Steam, it's similar to the game I've played before, Dota 2, so...
0: Oh, well, don't let that stop you. Uh, is Homeworld 3 from Vancouver-based Blackbird Interactive on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. I have
1: 0. 0.8 hours of Dota 2 played, and it's from like literally a decade ago when my friend, when the first time I heard of Dota, and my friend was like, play it, play it. And I played it, and a match took 45 minutes, and I was like, I'm never playing this fucking garbage again, and I never did.
0: It's funny. I have, like, 130 hours on my Steam just from when, like, my friend Hayden, rest in peace, came over a lot in high school, and he would, like, play the game on my laptop while we, like, watch TV. So I have, like... Is your friend actually dead? Yeah, he actually passed away a couple years ago. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, it happens. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I have that as a memory now. That 130 hours of of Dota 2 that... And then he eventually got a computer and got really into it. And, yeah, I have a lot of fun memories. The summer after grade 10, uh, it was... Uh, My friend Hayden sitting next to me on the couch playing Dota 2, playing Macklemore music. Well, (laughs) I had two TVs of Steve. One TV, I was playing through the whole Mass Effect trilogy, which I beat in like two weeks. Uh, And then on the other TV, we watched like the first four seasons of The Walking Dead. It was one of the best summers of my life. I think we woke up at like one every day, went to bed at 4 a.m. every day. Uh, Yeah, just peak dirtbag teenager hours, you know? I hear you.
1: I hear you. I have have similar memories, but yeah. That's nice. Good. That's, a, that's a good memory. I like that.
0: It is. Um, yeah. I feel like you should uh,
1: you should play. No, because now you can't play that game, right? The hours has to be allocated to him. Like, you can never play Exactly. It. Yeah, yeah, no, I couldn't. I got you. Cool. Hey, one ranty thing. Hit me. About the, about the Game Awards. So, my understanding, two Telltale games got announced, right? A Star Trek one and Expanse. Yes. Okay. So, here's what I'm, like, tripping on. Why did Mm -hmm. Telltale fail? Like it had shitty management, obviously. Yes. But they had a shitty engine. Yes. They made the exact same game every single time. Yes. And none of the IPs they ever owned. Yes. And now two studios are just doing the exact same thing. Maybe the engine's better. And I'm just like, I don't think these games are as like good as the, to the general public as people think like star trek obviously is big numbers Dude, never that star
0: trek demo was the worst trailer i've seen like yeah it's I'm just, painful
1: i'm like oh my god this is you guys are just doing the exact same things like you have good writers obviously and then apparently people they were teasing um the the fucking the wolf one whatever it's called this the sequel to the wolf one um
0: wolf among Us season two
1: yeah and which is also not their own ip so it's like no Like, you guys have good writers. Why don't you make your own fucking story in your own world that you can own and do whatever you want with? Like, I'm it's uh, true. I mean,
0: The Expanse is that, isn't it? Isn't that a new, like, that's not a license? No, The Expanse is like a TV show, I think. Oh, well, it's interesting. This Telltale incorporated in 2018 after the last one closed, so it's technically a new Telltale. It's kind of like a shell game thing, I imagine. Uh, they got sued to shit after they shut down because it's funny. I had a friend who was like two interviews into like a QA lead job there. Um, The day the studio got shut down, everyone had 30 minutes to get all their shit and get out. Um, So clearly there was like no communication between management and, you know, hiring and the team obviously. Uh, And then they got sued because they actually violated uh, worker laws in the state of California by not giving enough uh, notice notice for a, that many layoffs for not providing enough severance and for not extending benefits the way they should have. Um, Mm -hmm. So they shut down and then ate shit when a bunch of the former devs like really milked them for some stuff. Uh, And now they're back and trying to just do more shit. They like kind of like reactivated their socials like in 2018, 2019 and were posting when their games went on sale and stuff and like posting memes. And everyone was just like, "Are, are you guys back? Like, what's happening. And then all the devs who worked on the original games were like, no, it's not us. It's a new thing. They're trying to just like Frankenstein it. Um, and yeah, it it just is super sketch. And every telltale release going forward needs an asterisk next to it. So there's an expanse, like, um, the star Trek one, right? Or no, the TV show.
1: No, the expanse is like a book. Oh, okay. Apparently. I don't know if the game is off next. I'm on the Wikipedia page. It doesn't mention the game, Huh. but I was just like, I'm, I was just, I'm like guys like this shit failed already you f- yeah. like you failed at this and now you're like, oh I guess Batman isn't big enough let's go to Star Trek
0: I'm like mm. uh. that trailer was so bad Steve but yeah I agree telltale was sketchy and weird and don't buy their games um and yeah. they're not Canadian so fuck them <laughs> yeah, let's talk about what we've been playing Steve I've been playing a bunch I don't know if I want to talk about it at all but imagine I, imagine if they do open a studio. Now. <laughs> oh my god disrespectful all right sorry what what have you been playing i played x01 which is a game i actually discovered on tiktok uh finding a lot (coughs) of games on tiktok uh it's on game pass and it's really weird you like thanks china it's like thanks china this 3d did you ever play tiny wings the bird game on mobile where like you press the screen i remember the bird i remember it yeah yeah. i remember it but i didn't play it it's basically 3d tiny wings but instead of a bird you're like uh UFO type thing but you uh when you press one button you turn into a ball and drop straight down you're trying to like hit dips in the environment to like and then when you let go you turn into a saucer uh and fly and and it's really weird there's like a really abstract sci-fi story going on i have no idea what's happening i think i'm on jupiter or somewhere close to jupiter um the the movement was really fun and like uh once you get enough momentum you actually like break through the clouds and uh it's really pretty um but just kind of jank in that it has a lot of pop in, like when you're spinning the camera around, stuff like really close to you pops in and out of existence. Hmm. Uh, and the, the it looks like an Unreal Engine game in that a lot of things are super generic, um, in terms of the environments. Um, but as far as just like feeling cool, I played like an hour of it and on Game Pass, and I was like, oh, that's fun. Um, it has uh 1900 reviews, on that's Steam. a lot. Um, yeah, I I think I've it's never even heard of this. Fun. Oh,
1: actually, okay, I remember seeing. Have it. you what seen have
0: this? I see- it I went around I also- Twitter and it went around TikTok. I feel
1: like I also saw it on TikTok and was just like, I don't know, what the f- what are you? Yeah. This thing, so I just kind of avoided it. Interesting.
0: Um, but yeah, it, it was interesting. If you have Game Pass, give it a, give it a shot. I don't think the story is particularly good or the graphics are particularly compelling. But as far as just a mechanic that is fun when it works, it's that. Mm. Um, I also... Nice uh, nice water. It 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 does. The water's nice. And the scariest thing in that game is going into the water because it's like pitch black. And I hate water, Steve. Like Mm. black, just deep ocean water just really freaks me out. So that was scary. Um, I checked out Townscaper on Game Pass, uh, which is real. And it probably has really easy platinum if it's on uh, PlayStation heads up. Okay. Uh, The basic idea of the game is there's kind of like a wonky grid. And I say wonky in that like it's not right angles. It's like curved bits and, but it, but it is a grid that you can turn on or off. And basically on the left side of the screen, you have a palette of colors, say like 15 colors, uh, you click a color and then anywhere on the grid you click, you place, you start with like Cobblestone pops up out of like this ocean. You're just in this empty ocean. Uh, right. If you click again, like a house appears. If you click again on that tile, like a second floor appears. And you're basically just making a town. People might have seen this on Twitter. It, it also did the rounds. Um, and it's just super chill townscaper. Like it is what it, it is, what it is. Uh, um, I really liked it. It's it's so zen, and like I just sort of leaned back in my chair played it for like an hour, got all the achievements, made a couple cool towns. I was talking to Tori. I'm like, Hey Tori, this is our place here. And we're going to make a little, (laughs) little connecting house to like this part here. And she's like, wow, that's cute. And so, yeah, it is wholesome and, and really polished. It's not on PlayStation. Darn. Well, if it comes to that straight up, like within an hour, I had all the achievements. I was like, Oh, cool. Mm. Um, Mm. I beat donut County three times since last week, Steven. I don't know why uh it's also on game pass and i beat it on pc and then none of the achievements popped and i was like oh that's weird so i beat it on pc again and none of the achievements popped and i'm like oh it must be bugged so then i beat it on xbox one and got all the achievements <laughs> didn't you have a hectic week like wasn't wasn't this week you no, was last week? week that was last, last oh, was... week i was in the er for like 17 hours right, right, like right. okay so i um,
1: i have no concept of time right now so i thought it that's was fair. like because i remember i was we were talking and just like when i had to go to er for various reasons i I've like got so many trophies on Vita. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: didn't I watched four and a half Hallmark movies and now hate the Hallmark channel. Um Hallmark? Yeah, like the, you know like the Hallmark the channel? Company? Yeah, okay. they make movies, like Christmas oh. movies and seasonal movies and makes sense. I didn't
1: know that, but fair. Yeah.
0: I watched a bunch of them. They're all right, all tell bad. me tell
1: me about Nobody Saves the World. I want to
0: all right, Steve. The demo's out now on Steam and Xbox One. It's it's a co-op online, but only on those platforms. I asked in the Discord, and they might have crossplay. We'll see. Uh, but this is the next game from Drinkbox Studios in Toronto. It's I didn't really like the demo, Steve. Um, mm. I wanted to like it. You you know, I was really excited for Nobody Saves the World. Um, no, you don't like covered. Canadian
1: games. I get you. Okay. I don't.
0: I hate the Canadian games industry. Um, but <laughs> it's coming out early 2022. Their Discord's really nice and popular uh, with a great community. Um, obviously, <laughs> it's Drinkbox. They have personality out the wazoo. All right. So uh,
1: what did you like about it? What was...
0: So I played co-op with my friend Tyler. Uh, thank you for playing Tyler. Uh, there's five forms. I should... Establish what it is first. Uh, it's a hack and slash action RPG. Uh, picture like uh, Enter the Gungeon, but with drink boxes sort of uh, drawing style. If that makes yeah. sense. Uh, basically, you make you you are this you're nobody. You're this sort of f- featureless white blob with like two eye holes and a mouth uh, who makes some really funny faces. In the back, of your head kind of looks like a butthole, which is funny. Uh, You find this wizard's wand uh, in this, like, sort of link to the past overworld um, setting, Uh, and the wand lets you change forms that you find throughout the world. So in the demo, there was a slug, a rat, a horse, a warrior, and uh, the one who shoots arrows. I forget their name. Yeah, and so you go through these procedurally generated Steve dungeons. Uh, if you die, the the dungeon re- regenerates in different layouts, um, but the overworld is designed and and static doesn't change. Um, there's lots of ways, lots of synergies. So, for example, uh, the um, rat has uh, an ability to like do extra damage to someone who's poisoned, and the mage when they are not the mage, the whoever shoots the arrows, uh, when they hit enough arrows on one target, that target becomes poisoned. So I was playing the, the archer. My friend was playing the rat and we were trying to set up like poison enemy. And then he does the killing blow with once they're poisoned. Right. Um, so there's lots of like things like that set up. Um, but, but yeah, it was like, I, I don't know. I should have, I should have thought more about it before getting on this podcast to talk about it, but it has like the numbers popping off the enemies as you hit them. And, and, Huge globs of enemies like surrounding you, and you're kind of just like mashing it. Actually, you just hold A and your character repeatedly attacks. So I would just sort of like point at an enemy, hold A, and yeah, it. You, you, ah, didn't, man. you
1: weren't feeling it.
0: I wasn't feeling Nobody Saves the World, Steve. I will be playing it on Xbox. I would like to play it with you. Uh, but yeah, it. It wasn't doing it for me. It's, it's now, got some funny lines. It's got uh, some gorgeous art. Uh, Gabby Dorenzo has joined the studio since they made their last game, Guacamelee 2. And, and I can see a lot of their art in this game. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I didn't I didn't really enjoy playing it.
1: Now, do you think, because it's Game Pass. So it's day one. I don't one. know if it's I mean, Game Pass. Is it Game Pass? Even or? if it's not Game Pass, I'm day, I'm day one in it. Right. We're both regardless. day one it, regardless of game Should game I play Pass. this demo or should I? No, I no, no, no.
0: The demo's like the first till you get to like the first boss. It doesn't uh, do the boss. It okay. um, I'll stops up. right I'll before up. the boss. Um, let's see if it's coming to Game Pass. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely pick it up. It's Xbox, Steam, 2022. Uh, is it going to be Game Pass? I'm almost I'm almost certain it's Game Pass. Yep, Game Pass day one uh, yeah. on because I care XS. about the
1: games industry. You so do. I want, yeah, I gotta keep. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm just
0: trying. Uh, window Windows and console Game Pass. <laughs> Uh, I, I hope it has crossplay because the the co-op. I, I will say, Steve, functionally as as like a piece of software, the co-op was seamless. Um, it's tough when you're both on the same screen. Uh, so whoever's the host, if the other player goes off screen, it does like the three, two, one, and then brings them back oh, on the screen. Oh, really? Um, you just don't yeah, have your own sc- your own screen. No, it's the host screen. Uh, there's also whenever you open the menu to like pick forms or complete quests. Steve, the quests. Oh my God, you get like. 50 quests, which is how you get XP. You can level up your forms individually, and you can level up you, nobody, which gives, like, overall health and magic and stuff uh, boosts.
1: So, so are you not feeling it, though, because you're not an RPG guy? Like, I think so, I think so.
0: I, I really like just simple action with funny Cause, and cause I mean, the.
1: The combination stuff kind of sounds pretty neat. Like having Yeah. That.
0: So it's not in the demo, but eventually you'll be able to combine forms. So I can make like a rat horse or yeah. a magician egg or something like, uh, I, I do want to play more of the game because I just want to play more of it to, to make sure I'm not feeling it. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, I would wait till the final game comes out, especially cause it's going to be game pass that, you yeah. know, that barrier to entry, uh, cause your save doesn't carry over and it is like, it was like about an hour. Um, yeah, I'll,
1: wait it's, then. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. I like
0: RPGs, so, so yeah. Well, I right. don't. So maybe no, put a I huge know. asterisk above my uh, impressions of nobody saves the world. I gotcha Yeah, there, there's some things I hope get tweaked from. Uh, oh, also put a seizure warning in that in front of that intro cutscene because Jesus Christ, you're gonna fuck up some people. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I, will, I will check out more. And uh, yeah, it's just it's not what I want to play. Um, right. But they are trying something very new. Uh, multiplayer for a studio that's never done it before. Uh, and there's a lot of Guacamelee in this, Steve, in terms of, like, fonts. There's a, a lot of what you would be the chicken doing stuff in Guacamelee or the rat now in, like, smaller tunnels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm um, assuming because they, they throw Juan into, like, every single indie game that, that he makes an appearance in this game. That would be fashion, funny. In some fashion. Like, he has to, right? They, they put him in Dead Cells. They put him in everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta put him in your own in your own game. They didn't. I didn't see.
0: Though. I think. Actually, uh, I think. Go ahead.
1: I think he was endeavored or severed. I think. I think he was dead. Like there, you come across oh, like, a, a, like a skull. That's funny. yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, um, I feel like I remember that, but I might be wrong.
0: I didn't see unless it was not as obvious as it is in Guacamelee. But I didn't really see any like uh, Easter eggs referencing other games or TV shows or stuff. Like Guacamelee 2 was full of them. Like they referenced God of War, Steven Universe. There are other games, um, Metroid, obviously. Um, but yeah, I didn't see a lot of this in this one. I think what I saw was like, you know how uh, on Twitter, all the uh, Drinkbox devs have like matching styled portraits that their artist draws? Mm-hmm. I-, I saw a bunch of those framed around the demo, which was cute. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, I really hate Canadian video games. Um <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh, I also just want to plug, I I tried Rocket League Sideswipe, which is the mobile version of Rocket League, which, Steve, blown away by how well they translated the Rocket League experience to to 2D. Um, I hate on-screen... It is. And Uh, you sign in your Epic account and all your stuff this carries over, which was cool. Uh, I hate on screen like touch joysticks you know what i mean or like yeah. it's like slightly transparent and it's a joystick you move around get that shit out of here uh this instead like the left side of the screen you drag right to go right left to go left right side of the screen you uh, t- uh i think hold the boost or tap to jump and you're basically trying to knock it's 2v2 the ball into like sort of a horror it's like you know how like you've hit the ball into the wall and squash and, but you're not hitting this against the same wall. It's like the walls, the nets are in the middle of them as spaces. Uh, and the, the boost regenerates automatically. Um, the jumping is much higher and more generous. And you only have collision with the ball. You pass through other players. So it really just becomes about ball control. Matches are really short. Um, the connection's great. I didn't have any lag. And I'm just really impressed with how they translated one of my favorite games to mobile. And I've been playing it when I have a second here and there. Cool. I'll download yeah and I started Game of the Year 2021 winner at the Game Awards. It takes two. Tough Jeez. story. Uh, fun co-op with my girlfriend. And we're going to keep playing it.
1: I've heard really good things. I haven't played it myself. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, it's All on right, the so. EA Play service or whatever.
0: Yeah, so if you have Game Pass Ultimate, I think you get it. Um, yeah. Tell me about what you've been playing this week and let's blow this popsicle stand.
1: Yeah, I didn't play as much as you, you big nerd. But I finished yeah. a short hike, platinumed it, and game uh, of the year
0: 2019. Pff,
1: the game is dope, man. So right? good,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: mm-hmm. I was talking to—I don't want to spoil. I don't want to like spoil it, but like just how I interpreted the ending, and then I talked to Ooh. you about it, and you're like, no, it's no, not that. Not yeah. And then I was talking to Heather about him. Like, do I just think about this at all time? I don't know. I don't want to spoil it, just in case mm-hmm. like I might be wrong. But it's a—it's a really sweet ending, I think. Um mm-hmm. And I started to get all the trophies. And then I was like, okay, this game is short. It's cute. It's like chill. I'm not going to look up the guide. I'll just search the island for the feathers and the fish and all that shit. And Mm -hmm. I started doing that. And then I felt that feeling, which is fucking, I'm tired of trying to find these fucking fish. Mm -hmm. I just want to finish this so I can just delete the game. Like get the platinum and delete it and be done with it. And I started to feel like... How I'm like, oh, I'm starting to not like it. So I I looked up a guide because I didn't want to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So I looked up a guide to finish it, got the platinum. It's good. It's it's solid. Like you need to pick it up. It's one of the best like Canadian D's of recent years, for sure. And it's on pretty much everything now. I think it's on Switch. I played on yeah, PS4. We, we played on PC back in the day. It's Geo and Steam. I assume it's on Xbox. I think actually it's more it's definitely check. on Xbox because I looked yep. up a, a guide Xbox for Xbox
0: One. PS4 um, Switch, Mac Linux PC. It's, it's incredible.
1: It's incredible. Play it on crunchy mode too. If you play it on smooth, don't even just unsubscribe <laughs> read, to this podcast.
0: Read our interview with uh, a short hike developer Adam Robinson U, Toronto-based developer. Uh, great guy took the time to hang out with us. Uh, oh, I
1: should I should dive back into that review. Yeah, it's inspired
0: by a lot of Algonquin Park. Um, he said, yeah. and obviously you can see the Animal Crossing in it and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. The feathers are the are reminiscent of Celeste, and like there's a lot of. Great references in this game, which obviously leads to it also being pretty great.
1: Yeah, um, been still dabbling in Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, still digging that. It's uh, it's well, like, you and
0: not a lot of other people on my timeline. <laughs> oh really?
1: It's it's like I feel like people. It's like a game has to be a ten or or it's garbage, right? Mm. And what I'm getting out of Battlefield? Now, granted, I got the code, but I was going to play pay for it. So it's like, mm-hmm. the money's not really part of it, but I want to stress, I did get a code for it. Mm-hmm. But like, I just play it, and it's like, it's certainly lacking. Like you can tell, like there's less shit in this game than previous games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, it's on sale. So like, if it's not a $70 game to you, then maybe it's a $40 game or $30 game. And eventually all this like maps and sh- all the weapons are going to get added to it. But it's it's still fun. And the, port- the portal mode is pretty cool because basically what they do is they just throw in Battlefield 3, Bad Company, uh, twenty forty two, and one of the other ones I can't remember which one. Another Battlefield, and basically they combine that stuff. So like one of the modes they created was like Battle twenty forty two weapons versus like Battlefield, um, Battlefield uh, like nineteen forty two.
0: 1942?
1: Now, oh yeah, sorry, it's the first one. B- battlefield nineteen forty two weapons versus Battlefield twenty forty two weapons on like Battlefield three maps,
0: hmm.
1: and so they just like combine stuff and. I think, like, it can evolve, like, really, really cool. Like, apparently that's the mode for Battlefield, like, going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, it's fun. I'm fucking terrible at it, but it's still it's still fun. It's not, like, you know, it's not, like, this feature-rich experience. And, you know, once I get fed up, I kind of leave it. But I'm not, like... I was never really passionate about the Battlefield series, so, like, I can understand people being disappointed, I guess. But it is... Uh, it's like fine, you know. It's quote unquote fine. It's a seven out of ten. Um, but it's my shoot. It's my shooter at the moment, and uh, and then I started Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, which won Best Indie and Best AB. Yeah. Classic. And this this is like a throwback to you know the GameCube, PS2 action adventure games like Star Fox Adventures and Ooh. Beyond Good and Evil and all Sly the Sly Cooper. The- Sly Cooper, like there was a game like this every week <laughs> back then, and you know, this basically like the combat simple. It's just like a couple buttons, Um, and you get some enemies and there's like world puzzles you solve and, and whatnot. And so the story is like, you're, uh, you're helping people like you're like a spirit guide or something for people who have died and need to. I like spirit and yeah. Um, and the world's like poison. So you're trying to like heal the world and stuff like that. it's like, it's very cute and very well done and looks really, really pretty. And you know, the gameplay is simplistic, but it's kind of like exceeding at what it's trying to accomplish. And, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um it is it's probably yeah, it's probably like so far like I think I'm probably 4 or 5 hours into it and I think it's like that's just under halfway, maybe like 33%. Okay. It's it's probably one it's probably one of the better games I played this year. Like
0: a contender just, for for Steve's GOTY list.
1: I wouldn't say it's like well list top 5, like let's say top 5 like probably Okay. Okay. Like maybe like it's it's sort of the thing where it's like I can tell it's not like this, like genre-defining, amazing experience. But it, like, what it's trying to do in the genre is like really, really good. And I mm-hmm. haven't played a game like this in a long time, so, so it's it feels just like, fresh. yeah, it's, it feels fresh and, and feels nice. And the controls are really well, and and it's it's fun. It's really, really good. Um it's from like an animation studio, and you can kind of see that. Like the animation is definitely some of the best part of the game. Like cutscenes, you, kind of, you kind of look at it, and you're like, this is this is Ratchet and Clank. Okay. of excellence yeah
0: okay mm. i want to get it when it has like a ps5 or a series x uh physical copy it's oh it in, does it does it's in the upcoming releases it no, no no i have it dude i have it i have the oh, physical okay. ps5 version they just had it on the wrong shelf when i was there today oh uh,
1: it's um i, w- I will yeah, get it's, it it's like a digital deluxe edition i think only so it's like it has some dlc shit i think of the soundtrack or some garbage but nice it is a ps5 physical edition that's the one i have that's the one i ordered Right, I have to get that. I got the physical. I'm on. I'm, I'm the physical buck like you.
0: Yes. You Hashtag a, physical forever.
1: Hey, buddy. Which is the like, uh, one thing because the when I got the Battlefield 2042 code, I was like, ah, I was like, ah, I,
0: I. wanted I want, a physical copy.
1: I want a physical copy, but I'm not going to say no to like nine, like saving ninety dollars. Absolutely <laughs> <So>. not. <laughs> EA doesn't need more of my money.
0: They don't. Uh, and uh, we don't need to uh, spend any more time on this episode, Steve, because that's oh. it for episode. What is this? 20, 203? 202? Oh, 203? 203. CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening and giving us your time and attention. And thank you to our patrons for helping us do this site. Uh, if you back us at the $5 credited patron <laughs> tier or higher, we'd like to shout you out at the end of every episode like these lovely folks. Thank you so much, Aaron McLeod, Play David Winter, Daniel Miller, David Nagy, Dugsy Eric Beer, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Miavelion, Nicholas Zorco, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Stacy H and Xavier Aguila. If you listen on Apple podcast, please drop us a review. If this, whatever podcast service you use offers reviews, give us one. If not contact at Canadian oh, What's up?
1: Someone gave us, um, an Apple review. No feedback. They messaged me.
0: Oh, I uh, like cut to the
1: email address. No, no, no. To on Oh, it's Gabriel from Blue Screen Studios cuz he was on cuz we had him on the Oh yeah. Episode.
0: Check him out on episode two, 109 something, 108. He said
1: as far back as one episode 192 is when he started listening. So I don't know. If oh, wow. Thank you, Gabriel. We got him. Uh I always oh, sorry, enjoy when you and I always enjoy when you and Steve talk about what you like or dislike about a game in a sort of mini book club form. It's great to hear Ooh. what works and what doesn't in the multitude of games that I haven't tried myself. Oh. And then he, and then he shits on your uh, clap syncing abilities. No, <laughs> no i think i think the, i think the last episode there was something wrong wasn't there with the, oh was there uh, i
0: don't there know there was one section i forgot to take out a pause but other than that it was fine i listened to it on apple oh, okay uh so you know. might have listened to the uh yeah there was like a gap where i forgot to uh get rid of it when you. oh and i it. and i
1: know you put a lot of work into this i really appreciate how how you keep all the links in the show notes organized by date and location really handy to sort through <laughs> if i want to follow up on something
0: thank you gabriel i try and uh we put all those uh i've recently just like, um, <coughs> started just doing the link to the dot com slash podcast slash that episode because it's all broken down there uh just putting that in the show notes because um, I, I didn't realize i'd just been putting it up on squarespace but it actually has a, a character limit so it would just cut out halfway through the news so i was like oh shit i gotta start putting this like a link out to something else so that's gonna be it going forward um but yeah i try to put like the city and colon and then the, the news or game or wish list um Cause yeah, that is the the focus of our coverage. Canadian. Mm.
1: So if you ever want to message me, praise me, and poo poo Steven. do it. I'm all I'm all for it. That's I like I, this sort of meme
0: that's of. going on where you just sort of tweet something out that I did, and then you're like, "This is great," and you should thank me and not Steven. I think that's hilarious. Like genuinely. <laughs> so, yeah, because well, yeah.
1: I, I haven't. Truth be told, I haven't done anything for the site in like except for some back end like stuff just for year end. I haven't done anything for fucking mm. like a month. <laughs> so we're so, working on it. Obviously, I'll take that time to just chirp you. <laughs> I gotta get so
0: many. I, I want to get some of these interviews done because they are still going to be like none of them require like specific dates to be published by. Like they are just interesting conversations with developers. So
1: I guess they're also a year old though.
0: Yeah, that that interview with Blake uh, from Bioware is coming up on thirteen months. So, but it would still be interesting <laughs> to like hear his context. I don't know. I'll see, How, uh, we like didn't see any Dragon Age at the Game Awards. Thank God. How Cause, is it possible? Because. Uh, it's not ready to be shown. Like you can only show moving concept how, art so many times. Before. How is that
1: possible? Oh my God. What a, what I want? I want to know what's going on in that studio, man. That Bioware directors book.
0: keep leaving. And yeah, yeah that so. Bioware book will have nothing. You should buy Jason Schreier's new book, press reset. Cause I think they do talk a bit about Anthem in there. Nah, that would give a, you, he's a uh, dork. I'm not, a he is a dork. Him. He's a dork dink. who has more scoops and breaks and and genuine inroads in the games industry with sources such a, and reporting. Such a
1: dink, though. I like. Uh, mm. I don't know. He, yeah. He's just like he's just a dink. Like you know what I mean? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> oh, I
0: know. I, I listened to a, their podcast Triple Click for a while, and very dinkish, uh, very dorky. Uh, but hey, doing great work that honestly just can't be denied is helping. In many, ways. I mean, ways.
1: very few other people are doing what he's trying to do. So it's true. Shout out to him. Anyway, it's sorry. True. Any bets up, you listen, want to place before
0: we wrap it up, Steve? Uh, Bengals uh, need a, a strong defense today. Do you think they'll do it? Probably not.
1: Let's actually take let's take a look at the Bengal score. Oh, is it
0: going on? It's go yeah, Bengals the game is at
1: four twenty five uh, in the first. So the thing is, like, if I win today, my fantasy league, then I'm mm-hmm. then I'm in the playoffs. If I lose, which is most likely, then I. Might not make the playoffs. It depends on because one
0: of your one of your ongoing bets is that you're going to win at least one of your two fantasy. Yeah. So the other one,
1: I'm the other one. I'm out completely.
0: Oh, so it's all coming down to this one.
1: Yeah. And I'm losing and I'm going to lose like unless unless Stefan Diggs fucking receives for 400 yards right here. I'm going to lose. Never say never. But it's okay. I can still lose and make it into into the playoffs, depending on how other teams do. Yeah, depending on tiebreak and stuff like that. So I might lose okay. that bet as of Tuesday.
0: Okay. But I might uh, still I bet, be in it. I put a fiver on the Bengals last week, um, and they won. So, oh, yeah, nice. Go Bengals. So what did you win, then?
1: I don't know. What, what, was the what does it mean
0: when you bet $5 on something?
1: Well it depends on the it depends on the rate like the
0: Oh, box. I didn't actually put any money on it. Oh, I just put it in I this see. section of our document. <laughs> in this, in this I don't actually sleep. gamble, Steve. I just oh like the idea of this segment closing out every week. <laughs> All right. Well the ban- so
1: I didn't even look at the score actually. The Bengals are currently winning, losing, sorry, six to ten. And they're about to enter halftime. And they're playing the, mm. the San Francisco forty nine, ers who are in a good team. So mm.
0: any bets you want to Oh, the Great Cup
1: is, uh, is about to hey, happen Hey, Great right Cups today.
0: Winnipeg-Hamilton? No. Uh, uh, Rough
1: Riders-Hamilton? No. no, it wasn't the Rough Riders. Winnipeg-Hamilton.
0: Oh, I was there the first time. Go me. Let's
1: go with... Uh, Askiwawa.
0: Let's go Eat them raw.
1: In honor of Brett, rest peace. Although he didn't actually rest. He's not. Mm. He's lot. That's why I asked you about your one friend. Um, Hamil- I'll go with Hamilton.
0: I'll pick him. All right. CDG. Putting our putting our trust in Hamilton. Uh, that's yeah. That, that's good for me I, I still said I'm going to put $20 in a stock that's not a bet, why is that here? I'll do that eventually it's, um, it's just a thing
1: you have to do that I've been telling you to do for a while that's true, I
0: think I have to do that because I lost a bet
1: oh so. yeah, I think you're right, I think you lost yeah. a bet to me and then you don't you don't uh, pay oh, so up on bet a bet
0: no, I'll do that, I'll do that put a big asterisk next to that mm-hmm. alright, thanks for hanging out Steve, thank you for listening if you still are, wow, power to you and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week
1: Bye.
0: i'm 12.6 seconds i'm 12.6 seconds ahead what is happening to you steve you're living like you're, you're or, in flux you know i know you're destabilized that's what's happening Perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. Clearly Vince Lombardi's never played a short hike.